0: Hey, hello, David Heinrich's coming to you today with the next episode of Great Commission Teen. We're going to be talking about something sad and something that could be confusing for you. And that is apostasy. When someone is a Christian and then falls away, well, how do you, what do you think about that? That's a really hard thing to think about. And there's quite a few examples of this going on all over the place. Uh, In the Bible, there's a couple of people that have fallen away. For example, Demas, D-E-M-A-S. In Philemon, Demas is mentioned as a fellow worker. In Colossians, Demas is mentioned alongside Luke, the writer of Luke and Acts. So he is a fellow worker. He's right there. But in 2 Timothy, Paul says, For Demas, because he loved the world, he has deserted me and gone to Thessalonica. There's another uh, description of someone who looks like a Christian but really isn't, and that's the theme. They look like a Christian but they really are not. They're not really connected to the vine. They're not really a son of God. They're they're pretending to be. And I I, I want you to have some discernment to be able to spot these the Demises in Acts eight. There's one <laughs> called Simon, and it was hard to spot him as well. It's another analogy the Bible uses as sheep's sheep in wolf clothing. And that's exactly what Simon is. He came along and he saw Philip doing these wonderful, awesome things in Samaria, these miracles and everything. And he said, hey, I believe, verse 13, Simon himself believed and was baptized. And he followed Philip everywhere, astonished by all the great signs that he did. And and then Peter and John came down and they said, let's pray for these people to receive the Holy Spirit. And when they did, Simon showed his true colors. He asked to buy the Holy spirit and Peter and John were like, may your money perish with you because you thought you could buy the gift of God with money. You have no part or share in this ministry. And here's why, because your heart is not right before God. So they couldn't see Simon's heart. He looked like a Christian, but now they saw his true heart and they said to him, repent of your wickedness. And, 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 and pray to the Lord in the hope that he may forgive you for having such a thought in your heart. You see, so so we can't see these people's hearts. Well, we couldn't see the heart of Rhett and Link. They're called the Bentley Brothers, and they did a number of uh, songs. They're YouTube entertainers, actually, but they did a number of songs for What's in the Bible. You ever heard that before? I, I, I loved it. You know, my, my kids really enjoyed it. Um, and so, uh, so anyways, the the... The Rhett and Link sang a bunch of songs for the uh, What's in the Bible video series, and this is one of them. Listen Genesis begins it all, and appropriately it's at they've the beginning some. of the Bible. They've you've got a tuxedo with ruffles, they've got wigs. Genesis, Genesis. really means beginning. It's really catchy if stuff. It were anywhere else in the Bible. Confusing. <laughs> yes, it would. Can you make a light without a light switch? And they go into talking how about. Genesis really um, shows the creation of God. Well, recently they renounced their faith, saying that they are no longer Christians, and um, and they're moving on. And really it was both science and sexual ethics, you know, how, Pete, how Christians treat gay people and gender identity, that really did it for them. Uh, There was a guy named Josh Harris who uh, said this recently. For 17 years, I was a pastor there. And then this summer, you went on Instagram and said, essentially, I don't believe. Mm. By all the measurements that I have for defining a Christian, Mm. I'm not a Christian. What do you mean by that? I was really just trying to be honest about the fact that all the ways that I had defined faith, and Christianity, that I was no longer choosing to live according to those. Most significantly, the decision that my wife and I made to end our marriage. Some people were angry. A lot of people were angry. I they felt betrayed by him. That's Josh Harris. He wrote the book, um, When I Kissed Dating Goodbye. A lot of people in our church were uh, read that book and appreciated it for some of the things that it said. He was a very popular pastor. He took over for C.J. Mahaney when he um, uh, retired, another really well known speaker. So this guy just totally renounced. And what I want to say is he's like Demas and Simon. You don't see his heart until, until you do, until he finally, he said, he said, I want to be honest. So the whole time beforehand, he was not being honest. In the same way, uh, there's this guy named Carl Lentz, and he actually is repentant. But th- for a long period of time, there was something really fishy going on. It's, Carl Lentz is from the Hillsong church here on the East coast of America. And this is the, his story. Listen to this. Get your mind right. There's hope for you yet. Lentz founded the East coast branch of Hillsong in 2010, drawing stars in like Justin Bieber, who Lentz baptized in an NBA player's bathtub. But it all came crashing down last fall when Lentz was fired and admitted to an affair. Writing on social media, I am deeply sorry for breaking the trust of many people. A woman who says she was his mistress speaking soon after. He keeps saying, um, I manage celebrities and I travel with them, he didn't want to say what he does. And more allegations of unusual behavior for a pastor followed. People describe... So it was uh, something he didn't want to admit to. I mean, he just was was, was a, a divided heart, as the Bible would say, a divided mind. He's two two different places at once, and he renounced his faith. And that is actually his true colors, and that was his heart. Um, another disturbing thing was uh, the scandal of Ravi Zacharias. Let's take a listen to this. Zacharias International Ministries, also known as RZIM, has confirmed allegations of sexual misconduct and abuse by its founder and namesake, Ravi Zacharias. You remember the story there um, that he got these massages in the day spas that he actually owned and abused women, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. um, there's another church, um, Mars Hill Church. If you might know this one by Mark Driscoll, he was fired from that church actually because there were some controversial financial dealings and interpersonal sin issues there. Driscoll was fired. And then the they had a lot of musicians in that church. I mean, they made a lot of uh, bands like The Sing Team, Citizens, King's Kaleidoscope, uh, The Modern Post, Ghost Ship. And this band uh, named Thrice uh, with one of the lead guys named Dustin Kenshrew. Now, this guy wrote a couple of songs we sung very often at Christ Community Grace Alone, Rejoice, that song that goes Rejoice, that's the song that he wrote. Well, recently, um, he has changed his faith almost completely. His belief system com- dramatically shifted, and he no longer believes in the Bible or the God of the Bible. Very sad stuff. We have to take his songs down because we can't really feel good about singing them anymore. What, what about all this? I mean, you see all these people. Here's the key. You don't see someone's heart until they honestly reveal it to you. Now, God is never surprised. God is never surprised by this. And, and so I don't want you to feel like because you're surprised that God is surprised. And I don't want you to feel like these guys, you know, just did nothing good in their whole life. No, they did some good things. And the things that they said, if they were representing the Bible, were actually true. But deep down inside, they didn't actually believe it. And that is disturbing and rough. But, but I want you to know that God is still in control. And God is a God of power. Let me give you a verse, uh, Romans 1, and then I'll demonstrate this to you. Romans 1 verse 16, Paul says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. I could be ashamed because all these guys are giving up their faith and renouncing and saying it's not true and telling everybody don't believe anymore. And then I go onto my school campus or my sports team or my neighborhood or whatever, wherever I find my friends. And they're like, are you still a Christian? Didn't you hear all these people give up the faith? Are you crazy? And Paul says, no, Paul would have you say, no, I am not ashamed of this gospel. Here's why, because it's the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes in their heart, truly and authentically believes. These these other people didn't actually believe in their heart, but the gospel is the power of God, the dynamic power of God that can change a life. Every one of the people we've mentioned, Demas, Simon, uh, all these guys, From today's world, God can still change them. Let me read you a letter written by a 17-year-old. This guy is super smart. Um, A lot of us here at Christ Community know him. He came, you know, into Christianity and had some thoughts. He was an atheist and he said this, You ask me my my religious views. You know, I think that I believe in no religion. There's absolutely no proof for any of them. And from a philosophical standpoint, Christianity is not even the best. All religions, that is all mythologies, to give them their proper name, are merely man's own invention. Christ as much as Superman. Superstition, of course, in every age has held the common people. But in every age, the educated and thinking ones have stood outside of it though usually outwardly conceded to it for the convenience. But in their hearts, they've stood outside of it. Of course, mind you, I'm not laying down uh, as a certainty that there's nothing outside the material world, considering the discoveries that are always being made. That would be foolish. Whenever any new light can be got as to such matters, I will be glad to welcome it. In the meantime, though, I am not going to go back to the bondage of believing in any old and already decaying superstition or mythology or religion. Man, that was a harsh letter, right? This guy's super smart, and he does not believe. Man, that is very troubling to me. So when I look at Romans 1.16, the power of God to save a guy like that, I don't know, man. I mean, what could we do at Christ's community to save a guy like that? Well, do you know who actually wrote that? A guy named Clive Staples Lewis. That's right. That's C.S. Lewis writing that at age 17. And what did God actually do in the life of C.S. Lewis? This is how he describes it in Mere Christianity, God entering into C.S. Lewis's life and reorganizing his mind and giving him a new way to think. He says this. It says, imagine yourself as a living house and God comes in to rebuild that house. At first, perhaps you can understand what he's doing. He's getting the drains right. He's stopping the leaks in the roof and so on. And you knew those jobs needed doing and so you're not surprised. But now he starts knocking the house about in a way that hurts and, and it doesn't make any sense. What on earth is God up to? The explanation is that he's building a quite a different house than the one you thought of. He's he's putting up a whole new wing over there. He's adding a whole extra floor over there. He's running up these wonderfully big towers and making all these courtyards. You thought you were being made into a decent little cottage, but God is building a palace because he intends to come and live in it himself. You see the dynamic power of the gospel in the heart of someone who believes. It can happen. Don't give up hope. Let's keep praying, keep teaching, keep encouraging, keep standing in our faith, genuinely, authentically connected to the vine that is Jesus, being real ourselves, being honest ourselves, Never spend a moment being dishonest. Be honest with yourself. Be honest with, with, to others about your faith. And the dynamic power of God will come in and make all the difference. And we will see great movements of God in the lives and in the hearts of the people that are in your life that are atheist and agnostic. That is my prayer and that is my hope. That is my expectation that just in a few months after we pursue some of these people, that they will actually turn and believe and encounter this dynamic power of the gospel. All right. Well, that is the end of our podcast. I'll see you guys next time. Appreciate it.